properties are cozy and snugged. We own many properties. Why is that important? Because that's one way how to make money. And that's one way how to feed your family. I love it. Good job. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing? Hope well. Want to welcome you guys to another transmission of this wonderful experience that we're building together, the Black Wall Podcast. I'm back at home recording live at the uh, Cinnamon Studios. Feels good. It's a different vibe in here, y'all. This is a very uh, special place. So I want to just take a moment. And if you've lost anyone in your life as near and dear to you, just want to just let you know it's okay to keep pushing for them. And the best thing we can do for them is to show them how great the tools and the things and experiences that they showed us while they were here on earth. We have to remember that none of us are promised tomorrow. So what we do today is very, very important. But today's episode is not on that sad shit. It's just not. Today we're going to get into some uh, to some guidelines on how to use some stuff in this investment world. Um, I think that there's a lot of cliche things that are said, a lot of catchphrases, if you will, that are used in our space as far as, you know, people like to say shit like, OPM, you know, other people's money and, uh, you know, cash is king and, uh, you know, these types of sayings. And I'm the type of person, I don't know about you guys, but um, I was always the person that asked, what does that mean? Right? Like, what exactly is OPM? I'll be the person in the room. And they're like, oh, other people's money. And I'm like, okay, like what? What exactly makes somebody else's money more uh, valuable or special than my money? That was kind of always my thinking, even as a little kid. Or my grandfather would say, cash is king. And I would say, well, sometimes people don't move off cash. Like, what if someone wants to barter with you or partner with you or, you know, something of that nature? And he was just completely against that. Very old school. Um, so I always thought a little bit different, you know, my whole life. That's just who I am. Um, and with that... I had to navigate and learn how to use different tools that I picked up along the way on how to make money, how to manage money, how to stack it, how to grow it, how to stash it. You know, there's a lot of things that come with money. Um, How not to let it corrupt you, right? The most important thing. So when I started getting into this investment space, all these little euphemisms, as they're probably called, I think, um, for some reason, I just hear my mom saying that word in my head, so I just said it, fuck it. Um, <laughs> apparently, she's going to be with us during this podcast, y'all. So, when you listen to all these little things, first of all, it's okay to stop somebody in the middle of that shit and be like, what does that mean? Okay, I do it all the time, did it all the time. I'm still here. No one, no one broke anything and everybody's fine. But, more importantly... I think it's important to know when each of these phrases is applicable to a scenario, right? So, for example, cash is king 
might be more important in times where interest rates are higher, you know, cash is less available, right? Like in the time that we're going into right now. Um, that's true. But when money's free and PPP loans are out and people are putting up credit cards and it seems like everyone's got a Cuban link chain on, cash ain't king. It's just not, you know? So that's going to that's gonna work itself out through through time and cycles, right? OPM, other people's money. Yeah, you know, we've talked about that in past episodes. Some people are about making their money from connecting and moving other people's money. There's, that's, that's definitely a part of the game, you know? There's, that, that's, that's a part of it. Um, other people don't fuck with it. That is what it is, right? So I'm the type of person that wants to know, first of all, what do these things mean and when should we use them? Right. It's not just like a blanket statement. It's not a, a fix all. This isn't a ginger ale in the black community. So when we go and we're trying to figure out what to use, when to use it, I picked up something along my way that I thought really works. It works good in my world. And it really kind of is like one of those Swiss Army knife rules. You know what I'm saying? It's probably not the best tool to use in every scenario. But I'd say eight out of 10 scenarios you can get through with the Swiss army knife, right? It might, it might do some, uh, sloppy haphazard type, you know, end product work, but you will be able to get it done, right? People have sawed their, their knees and arms off with a Swiss army knife when they're caught up underneath a tree or something. Sorry to get, get left, but that, that just gives you a scope on what you can do with a Swiss army knife. And the same is true for money. Cash, hard cash. We're talking hard cash here, right? I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about what's the difference between when the money hits your bank account, direct deposit, and when someone gives it to you, right? Like physically touch it. It's in the room with you. It's something different, man. Because money has like a, it, it definitely has an energy. We all know that shit, right? One way or another. Because if you don't have it, you feel this type of way. If you do have it, you feel a type of way. So it has an energy. Dare I say it has a mystique, right? I'm going to stop short of saying an aura or a, a spirituality because that's, that's blasphemous. It's not, a, it's not a person. It's a thing, right? But like gold and diamonds and these other things, it's something inherently about it that when it gets in the room, oh, you feel it. You know, you can feel it. I'm telling you, it'll make you, it'll make you uh, figure out what your real morals are when it's in the room. When it just shows up as some numbers in your computer screen or your phone screen, I think you have a little bit of a detachment to it. But when that bitch comes to you in that paper bag or in that shoebox or in that book bag, you know what I'm talking about, right? That duffel bag, right? It, it just feels different. Rubber bands, they feel different. They just, I don't know, it's something about the feel of that money. You goddamn right I'm talking about it because the people that listen to this podcast know what I'm talking about, the actual feel of it. It's like a ceremony when you got to count up. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole ritual. You got your, song, your favorite songs playing. You got all the weed you want. You're rolling them big as you want. You got whatever drinks you want. You got your, your most trusted people around you, right? You got your dog around you if you're a dog guy like me. Right. You got the TV probably on mute just for the visuals 
and y'all are vibing, man. And you counting up. And as you counting, you 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 building yourself confidence. You making goals. You just like a team building exercise for like a retreat. You know, it's like a corporate retreat for dope boys. Is the count up day? I swear to God, it is. And 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 that feeling is what we get addicted to, right? That actual feeling of 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 the money, like it's in the room. You can feel it when the dude walks in with the money on him. You can feel it. The whole room changes. It's the same when someone walks in with a pistol. You can feel it. The whole room changes. Certain things bring a mystique to them. Without, it doesn't matter who's carrying them. It's not you. It's the, it's the car, my brother. It's not you. It's the bag of money, right? It's not you. It's the stick. No one's scared of you. They're scared of that stick. That is what it is. So, on my route, through this world, I'm going to keep it a thou out. My son's mother's brother, who we don't get along, right? Let's keep this a thousand. They hate me. Um, but in that, he gave me a lesson that I'll never forget. And I mean, we don't like they don't fuck with your boy at all. And it breaks my heart because we family. But I understand when sometime when you live in that life. And you're not being a good boy and you're you're being a dog, for lack of a better word. You can you can rub people the wrong way and you can hurt their loved ones. And that can that can hurt them and that can cause them to not fuck with you. So that's that little piece. Right. So you guys know, once again, I'm not perfect, but I like to just give the backgrounds and the real of it. But he told me something once. He said. There's a law of fives in the world. And in $5 increments, you can get anything done in the world. He said, do you believe me? And I looked at him and he, you know, he talks crazy sometimes. He talks a lot of shit. He's one of those people who's like a vibrant, you know, he's like a real mixed type person. Like he's got a personality. He's a Leo. He's like flashy. He's tall. He's good looking. He's like, you know, he just talks and just makes shit up. So you don't know if he's being serious or if he's joking in the moment, you know, or if he's just entertaining the crowd. He's a great mixer, an entertainer. And I go, what do you talk like? What are you talking about? We're in LA at this time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, with $5, you could feed yourself. If you had to feed yourself, you could feed yourself $5. Mm, okay. All right. I'll stop. You know, I'm smoking. I'm listening. This motherfucker might be on something to say. He said, with $50, if you was homeless, right, like really homeless, you could find a room to stay tonight for $50. Shit. He's right. We're downtown L.A. Skid Row's right behind us. He's right. You get $50 in panhandling. You could find a room tonight. I know that for a fact. He's right. All right. All right. I'm listening to you, Wally. He said, with $500, you could rent yourself an apartment. You know, it might be a little bullshit. One room. It might be an efficiency. You might be in the worst neighborhood. But you would be able to find yourself a steady address for $500. Yeah, you would. All right. I'll buy that. I'll take that. He's 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 right. For 500 bucks right now, you could get yourself into a, a stable living situation where you could use the address and apply for jobs and get whatever benefits you need and get your life started just with an address, right? 
I'm not saying roaches and rats and, and, and crazy shit wouldn't happen. You're not sharing a bathroom. Yeah, it might be your worst scenario. But 500, you could do it. Hmm. Okay, that gets me thinking. So for $5, if, if God forbid something happened, you have to start from zero. If you came up on $5 from panhandling, collecting cans, selling water, doesn't matter how you did it. But if you didn't sit there and cry about your situation and hustled up $5, you could feed yourself. All right. And then after you got some in your belly and you continued your hustle and got your shit more together, you could get yourself somewhere to stay tonight and take a shower and be clean so you can come out tomorrow and get more money. Because if you figured out the $50 hustle, that means tomorrow you should make 100 right? In a week of making 100 you should be able to have your $500. And you'd be clean. You'd have a week of being clean, sleeping indoors, and you should have enough money, let's say two weeks. And let's say you'd have enough money to then go ahead and get yourself an address. Right? Wow. He's on to something. It's making me think there's no excuse here. Right? So now I'm like, okay, well, what's the next $5 or increment or five increment? Because he went from five to 50 to, to what? Where are we at? 500? Now we at what? what? Where are we going with this? He goes 5,000. Blew my, blew my whole top off. 5,000. I said, wait, what? He said, yeah, $5,000. You can get anything done in the world. And that's when I said, all right, I think I got you. I think you are exaggerating. I think you might have went too far right now. That's what I thought. And then he said, no, think about it. If you had to, $5,000 would definitely get you an apartment, right? First month, last month, security. If you live in one of those crazy type places, you know, if you just have first month security, that would be. You'd be in there like swimwear, get yourself some clothes, an apartment. You'd be you'd be good with five grand. Or if you were a real smarty and you were a listener of this podcast, you would be able to have a down payment for a house. Right. It might not be the house that you want to end your life with and take pictures and, and call your dream home and send the postcards. But you would own it. If if you put three and a half percent down on something. And it was one hundred thousand dollars. That five grand would get it done. Hundred thousand dollars to buy some a house in this country, right? Let's keep let, let let let's go ahead and and reel ourselves back from the hyper reality that we live in these major cities. The rest of the country and world don't live like that. So if you had to pick up your children, pick up your family, and move somewhere different, not even safe, because you could live somewhere safe right now that you just can't afford to own. And just move somewhere different and just say, I want I want to own where we live, period, point blank. I don't care if it's Wichita, Kansas. I want to own where we live. You could do it for a hundred thousand. Wow. He's got a good point. But then he also took it somewhere different where we've taken it before on this podcast. Man, there's a lot of people in prison for taking out contracts on somebody for five thousand dollars. Someone want to end your life for five thousand dollars. Wow. Shit. Someone will let you claim their child on your taxes for less than $5,000. Right? You don't even know that person. Don't know nothing about their kid. They will, they will gladly sell your kid's social or their kid's social, everything, their future, everything for $5,000.
just for their 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 background, their their number, right? Their ability to have a clean slate walking into the financial market. Someone will take that from that child for five thousand dollars, right? Women, men. I don't know about you, but I've done I've done some things that are definitely questionable in my morality, right? That I wouldn't want to talk about on this podcast right now at this very moment. <laughs> it might come up one day, but for five thousand, I've done some I've done some strange shit for under five grand. That's the truth. And I'm not here to justify or say what it is, what it isn't. You know, use your goddamn imagination. But whatever you've done for five thousand or less, that might be you want to keep in your closet and uh, keep away from everybody. You know, right? Maybe I've done it. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. Maybe you've done what I've done. Have maybe you haven't. That's none of our business. But we all know that if I put five thousand dollars in an undisclosed location. With no traces and cameras or anything, it would be amazing what people would do with it or for it, right? Or to get it. And the thing about this is, is this is only audio. So no one's looking at you right now and no one's looking at me. So I know what I'd do for that, right? You know what you would do for that. Oh, 5,000 gets some motion, Okay. There's some of us out here that we're not sure if the person that we sleep next to at night would be committed and loyal and faithful to us for $50 drink tab, let alone $5,000. Okay. Hello. That's where we're going with this. So when I heard that, I said, holy shit. Knowing that money is a tool. Right. To try to desensitize yourself from being uh, too emotionally invested in the money. I think that's an important thing. Right. You can't get too emotional about money. So they say, oh, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool. Yeah. But what but what type of tool is it? How do we use this tool? When is this tool applicable? Is all is a dollar the same as a million? Is that the same tool? No, those are different tools. Right. You wouldn't put pull a million dollars out to buy a bag of chips. That's stupid. That's dangerous. That's ignorant. That's arrogant. Right. But you also wouldn't come to closing on a hundred thousand dollar property and wire ten dollars. Like, well, man, what are you what are, what are you doing? Or wire a hundred dollars. You know, you know, like you wouldn't do that. There's just certain things that you wouldn't. It's yeah, I guess it's a tool. But as an investor and as someone who's supposed to be forward thinking and in charge of multiple people's financial freedom and legacy. An opportunity, you got to know which tool you're pulling out of your your toolbox, right? I'm not saying anything crazy. So, I like to look at things in that way. So, if I'm renovating a property, I do like to look at it in five hundred and five thousands. What am I getting every five hundred dollars I spend? Right, I should be able to literally uh, uh, fuck all the complex shit and the spreadsheets and all that shit. $500, I should be able to know in my own mind, what did I get done for $500 on this project? Every 500 bucks that I shelled out, I should know. It's not that hard, right? What did I spend? What did, hey, what, just stop like the next day, two days. Hey, what did we, like, I, I see we, we, we just took out 750 bucks. We just took out a thousand bucks. What did we get for that? Right? As soon as we spent more than 500, I want to know what we got for it. 
And if we can't account for what we got for the 500, we don't need to make more money because we're going to have a failed business and infrastructure. If every time we pull out 500 bucks, we don't know where it goes. Doesn't matter. Like what, what, what are you talking about? You don't need more money to figure out that that's, that you got a bad company going here. Right. Hello. So when, when, when you figure that out, then you say, okay, well, 5,000, what do we get for the 5,000? So if you got $5,000 in your bank account right now, right? It's tax season. I know a lot of people got 5,000. What are you getting for this 5,000 that's in your bank account? What are you doing with it? What did you get with the last 5,000 you ran through? I'm serious. What did you do? Answer that. You need to be accountable to yourself. What did you do with the last 5,000 you came across? And if you still don't have the tangible, I'm talking tangible here. If you still don't have the tangible results from that last $5,000 emotion that you put out there in the financial atmosphere, you're fucking up. If no one told you, I'm telling you right now, don't do that shit again. Your next $5,000, you better have permanent motion off of that. Okay? You better do something if it just brings you 10 cents a day for the rest of your life, you better spend that 5,000 on something that brings you motion forever. I swear to God, you better have, or else there's nothing to talk about. I don't care where you live. I don't care how much rent is. I don't care how much student debt is. I don't care about none of that shit. If your ass took a trip and you took pictures and you stayed in a hotel and you drank what you want and you ate what you want and you bought an outfit before you went, you spent $5,000 if you really are serious with yourself. If you went and, and bought all new gear and bought the new car and bought rims, did your body over, got if you got 10 lace fronts last year, you ran through $5,000. If you bought 20 pairs of Jordans and some new kicks and Givenchy and all that other dumb shit, you ran through $5,000. Now, if any of those things are bringing you motion next year, let me know. Okay, so this is how, as investors, we got to start thinking about our money. We have to. If you can't mentally track without a computer or somebody telling you every time you spend five hundred dollars, five thousand dollars, then what are you doing? Are you really ready to be in this game? And so when he told me that, it made me think differently forever, even though I wasn't in the investment space. It made me think differently just in the space I was in in general. But now that I am in this space, I've never forgot that. That's one of those things that translates. Right. It's okay to hear something in a social atmosphere or, or an atmosphere that's not technically business in the moment and retain it and keep it and distill it. And implement it. You see, you see, that's how that works. So if you're if you're the type of person where you're just out and about and you don't know where you are, where are you at? Oh, I don't know. What direction does the sunset? Oh, I don't know. If you're one of those people, eh, well, I don't know what to tell you because you're not going to retain information as it comes to you in the world. I can't make you retain shit. I could just tell you, hey, open your eyes and your ears. There's shit out there to retain to make money. That's that's what I'm here to do. Right. 
So I hope this black print on just a glimpse on the different ways that different increments of money can be used. $5,000 can get you and will get you into the real estate game right now, today. Now, if, if you got 10 excuses after that on why you're not doing it, I, I'm, I'm probably not going to listen to three, to be honest with you. Because those three fears you have, those three, 10, hundred concerns you have by having $5,000 right now, you're going to have when you have 500000 in your account. Because it's going to be your first time. Anytime you do something for your first time, there's a learning curve. You're not going to be as efficient as you're going to do it all the other times you do it after. You're going to go over budget. It's going to cost you more than you think. You don't know what you're doing. And yeah, it's just scary. That's not going to change because of your budget. It's not. Your mistakes will probably be costlier. Right? To be honest with you. But it ain't going to change the fact you're going to make mistakes. And that's where people make the error. It's like double dutch. You could sit there and wait all day long, right? But at some point, they're going to get tired of returning for your ass. You got to jump in. You got a better likelihood of keeping up the game if you jump in and fail than if you just sit on the sideline and just make people waste their time twirling. Ain't nobody going to. You're going to be by yourself. So I challenge you. Call to arms. What are you doing with the $500 that you just spent this past month. So if you spent 3000 that means that you spent 500 six times. Simple math, right? What did you do with the last $5 you pulled out of your wallet? What did you do with the last $50? I'll tell you me, I probably smoked the last 50 right? If I really thought about uh, what would I do with the last $50 I had, you know, last time I had just $50 or $100, probably smoked it. It's true. What did you do with the next $500 you got? I don't know. That's between me and me. What did you do with the next 5000 you got? Well, you know me. I bought something that's got some goddamn motion. Simple math. You don't even got to ask that question. If I spent $5,000, I did it for either my family, right? Because that one, the motion is the family, right? If you spend 5000 on your family, that is the motion. The smiles on their face the safety, whatever you just provided with that money, that's the motion, right? Now you're going to have to do that again because they run through it fast, right? I got kids, three girls and a boy, and a bonus. So 5,000, kids going to run through that. Their mama's going to run through that, and it's great. I love it. But everything else, oh, I'm still eating off that plate right now. Believe that. So I challenge you to have the same accountability scale and accountability regiment to yourself, right? If you can't keep yourself on the rails, no one can. That goes with addiction. That goes with uh, attitude. That goes with money. It starts with you. So if whenever I talk to people about investment and they start telling me shit that ain't got nothing to do with them is why they're not investing, I turn off. I do not listen to you. You're lying to yourself but you're talking to me to reinforce the lie you tell yourself. And I'm not that guy. 
I'm going to hurt your feelings because I'm not going to go along with the lie you're telling yourself. So now I'm the bad guy because I'm not reinforcing the reason why you started talking. Right. Because that's really what happens, guys. He's like, oh, I'm an investor. And then people start talking to you so that if you nod your head and agree with the bullshit they're saying, which is the excuse they're telling themselves, that they're, they can sleep better at night. So, well, the investor guy, he, he didn't say what I was saying was wrong. So it's okay that I'm sitting on the sidelines. Do not fucking talk to me. I'm going to hurt your feelings. Because I'm going to challenge you right there at the cocktail party, right there at wherever the fuck you wanted to talk to me about this shit. I'm going to challenge you to do it now. Right now, I'm going to pull up listings in my phone. I'm going to be able to put you in the game immediately for free. I don't have nothing going, but now you got to act. And they freeze up nine and a half out of 10 times. They're not built for this shit. I know it. You're just saying it to try to, you know, measure dicks at the table. Try to see, you know, oh, yeah, I'm smart, too. Or, you know, I'm going to do that, too. Shut up. If you're going to do it, you'd have been did it. It's like everything else in the world. So, guys, let's do it. Let's keep pushing. Blackwall Podcast. You guys know what it is. We're here at Cinnamon Studios. Felt good to be here. It's nice. It's nice. Atlanta, Georgia season's changing. Pollen is everywhere, y'all. Whew. Car washes a couple times a week, and you still are yellow. But God is good. All the new things are blooming and, and coming to fruition. This is probably my mom's favorite time of the year, so that's why it's uh she's in my mind. So once again, guys, prayers for everybody. Keep your heads up. Also want to pray for the uh, Stewart family up in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Had a family tragedy. Prayers to you guys. Couldn't do the transmission without mentioning it. You're with my with my spirit and uh, with the whole world and community, man. We really need to get a handle on this gun violence, senseless gun violence. That's a different topic for a different day, but couldn't go throughout my day without mentioning it. Hit close to home at the doorstep. Um, check us out on all our socials. BLK wall underscore podcast. And also it's official y'all. We bought an app. Yes. The holding company uh, that I'm involved with full disclosure. We bought an app. Um, completely black owned it's uh, it was an amazing amazing process between acquisitions implementation marketing meetings transferring actual ip ownership writing privacy policies getting on the phone with the lawyer miswriting passcodes setting up domain names i mean it was a, a two three day marathon so i mean it, it was it was like a a master's class and crash course in being a developer and and uh, tech support and all these other uh, crazy things that came with buying a technology company. So I want to thank my partner. You know who you are. Uh, we're, we're secretive about business on our side of the world here in the Black Wall, so I don't mention people's name unless they get permission. Um, but man. Black women are amazing. You guys, uh, you guys are truly got the the highest processing computer available to <laughs> to the world in between your ears. So that's really exciting. So that's Silent Serenity. It's available on your Apple i um, your Apple App Store uh, right now. It's it's uh it's up. It's ready to go, and we're gonna be tweaking it and um, 
and rolling it out and making adjustments. And we want to hear back from you. So please, um, you know, check it out. Send me any kind of feedback you got. You know where I'm at. And um, the link for the app will be in the description of the episodes. And so follow that, uh, Silent Serenity, on uh, on IG and everywhere else. And, you know, the actual tags are, are great. So it's, a, it's just a wonderful self-care wellness platform. I personally have trouble sleeping sometime because of PTSD and other issues. So I use white noise, the fire crackling sound, like fireplace one, I like the wind one. It's just a great, oh man, I'm just so excited about it. Um, so yeah, and it's, um, it's something I think our people need be able to decompress, um, unplug, escape and reset. So yeah, once again, Stephen Lee, Blackwall Podcast. Appreciate y'all. Um, I think Daddy should make a lot of money so we can have more properties and make way more money than we're supposed to because I think making money means that we can that we can expand more of our properties and then we can make more money by having um, better properties.